a wildfire that started in the in state of Colorado Shut up and sit down. <laughs> What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another edition of Paraprobe. I am your host, Karen Carpenter. Karen? Who is Karen Carpenter? Who is that? You don't know Karen Carpenter from The Carpenters? Nope. (gasps) Okay. Oh, my God. It's a horrible thing. Oh, God. Uh, Okay. She was a famous musician and singer with her brother. You know, they had the group called the Carpenters. Um, She primarily played piano and sang. Beautiful voice. A lot of iconic songs from, like, out of the late 70s and 80s. She died in 1983. That's why I never heard of her. She died before I was born. Why are you so, like... Why? Why is that a problem if I don't know somebody who died before I was born? Because she's still like an iconic person even today. Everybody knows the Carpenters, oh, but you. What is she saying? What is she saying? Oh, my God. What, what are the Carpenters saying? Come on. I'm going to let you go ahead and just Google this while yeah, I talk to Yeah, I'm on Wikipedia right now. People. All right. So, anyways, uh, back to people who actually, you know, care about our world and our environment. We've only just begun. Okay. Yeah, I you, get it. you didn't know that song? Oh, my God, I know that God, song. Dude. Shut up. That, that's why I was singing that song. How would I know? You were singing it, but you had no idea who sang it. No, I don't know who sings anything. Half the time, I don't even know what actors are in movies. Like, I, I know a few actors, and I've uh-huh. gotten a little better since I started talking to you uh-huh. because you're a pain in my butt. Yep. Um, I've gotten you know a lot of actors down because like there's people like you, a couple buddies of mine who are really into movies and stuff. So yeah. I have to know actors. Yeah. I have to know things. But like before, I had to didn't care. It's like oh. That person right there, I see them in a lot. They do, they did something cool, cool, whatever, you know. You know, there's a lot of like famous actors out there that are not famous per se, like say a a, a Ben, you know, uh, Ben. I'm going Affleck. Like Thank you, Ben Affleck. <laughs> <laughs> my brain just took a walk for half a second. I'm going to tell you why. I glanced up, and now we got the window that goes in from our studio next door to the uh, the production room. Sure. And when I glanced up and just caught a reflection for a second, I thought there was somebody in there. Like, Ooh, looking at us, and then I realized it was just me. Yeah. No, I just thought somebody was in our production room. But anyways, um, so, yeah, so there's a lot of, like, famous, like, you know, actors that were not famous for, like, lead parts, but more of, like, supporting roles and stuff, you know, that they're well-known, like, like character actors, you know. Um, matter of fact, Jensen Ackles, before he became huge with Supernatural, was a well-known character actor. He was seen in a lot of different movies and such and, and TV shows and everything. But then he hit it big, obviously, with Supernatural, which actually his first, I would say, I know he's had other hits than this. Um, but I'm just saying in like in particular was when he started having more of a reoccurring role on Smallville. Hmm. Fair. Yeah. And he actually just did a voiceover for a new uh, a new DC uh, Comics movie. He did a voiceover for, uh, I believe he's voicing Batman. I could be wrong. Could be it's either Batman or Superman. It's one of the lead characters for the the cartoon movie. Not sure. That is a very squeaky microphone. Yeah. And he actually just got done also filming uh, The Boys, which is awesome on Amazon Prime. Anybody who has not seen that, you need to see it. It imagine DC Comics takes a uh, a terrible spin and goes like R rated. <laughs> that would be that would be this. It, it's really good. That is really good. Yeah. What in the world? I need to 
I don't know. Can you hear me in your thing? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Yeah, up my volume a little bit, too, because, yeah, to me, I sound like I'm low. Yeah, I feel like I'm out in space. Space, space. The final frontier. These are voyages of a couple of hippies in a van with a doobie. It must so, be it must be that. I don't know. It, it's it's got to be these headphones. That's weird. Whatever. Yeah, yeah whatever. Let's roll. All <laughs> right, so today we're going to be talking about conspiracy theories of all different kinds. We have conspiracy theories from news stuff that's going on. We have conspiracy theories about government stuff that's going on. We have conspiracy theories about conspiracy theories. So <laughs> we have a lot. Yep. And uh, it was going to be pop culture, but we uh, kind of went circle and drain because conversations happen. Well, I, I got stuff that I'll be throwing into a little Dude. bit about pop culture oh, and stuff. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. No, no, no. Legit, like, it. these are going to be more fun. Um, you want to start off with the one that kind of put us down that rabbit hole? or? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, no. Uh, apparently, uh, CNN is starting a misinformation team to track down and debunk misinformation. Okay, now, first off, state your source because this is always the, 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 the term you always hear people go, state your source. So where did you get that from? CNN. Yeah, exactly. This came from <laughs> CNN people. So before you start asking us, going, well, who did you hear that from and made that up? No, it was on the news on CNN. Yeah, no, They CNN. were talking about it. Uh, let's see. Are you going to go ahead and pull it up? I'm going to do something okay. else. So anyway, so let's talk more about what in depth are they referring to. Uh, they're talking about COVID-19 misinformation. Yes. Um, uh, ma- basically, their main target seems to be Joe Rogan because he's having an open conversation about things with mm-hmm. different people. And a lot of people feel like it's taboo because apparently you cannot talk about anything that is not ordained by the federal government. Yeah. <laughs> no, Anyways. Here's that, the thing. They have tried time and time again, and especially recently, to shut down Joe Rogan because of – his interviews that he has conducted about him having COVID, also to the fact of talking to a doctor who is actually one of the main doctors that is on CNN, uh, who does Sanjay Gupta. Yes. Yeah. Well, and, and, and then on top of that, let, let, let's let's deep dive real quick there. Yeah. Or let's wade. We're not going to deep. Dive, yeah, we're not going to do deep dive because we'll be stuck in, in one topic all night tonight. Because yeah. like, so he brings Sanjay Gupta on, and I feel, I am bouncing out of the red. He brings Sanjay Gupta on. It confronts them about, you know, how they twisted and, like, just took clip, took the clip of what he said on his Instagram, changed the color of him, first of all. We're, we'll get to that, too. They made him look like an alien. I saw that, yeah. Oh, my goodness. And then uh, they just clipped part of it out and made him said, oh, you took horse medication, horse medication. They were pushing the whole horse medication yeah, thing yeah. for ivermectin, and then, like... Come to find out, it was prescribed to him by a doctor, and also prescribed to several other celebrities and Congress people. Oh yeah, there's a lot of people that has taken that medication. Yeah, uh, this is the funny <laughs> part about it is the truth of the matter is is that in our research, okay, and we are not doctors, and we're going to clarify that from the beginning. But in our research that was coming from other doctors, that this is actually somewhat common. You know, for this kind of medication to be, you know, given to people who have, you know, COVID and such. Not saying that everybody's prescribed that. Everybody's different. Everybody has a different physiology and different health issues and everything else. I mean, look at what just came out in the news recently. And once again, you can go to CNN or MSNBC, any of them. You can pull it up. You can find it. They talked about it publicly. So it ain't a conspiracy thing. That 
the lot of the deaths that had occurred from COVID, they were finding out these people had four or more Co- comorbidities. Yeah, comorbidities. Which means they were major stint- health issues. Yeah, they they went in basically how it was worded by um, a couple of federal government agencies, yep. um, namely the CDC and WHO, which WHO is world. Yeah. <laughs> but um, <laughs> shut up. I'm stupid. Leave me alone. Yeah. But um, they it's came the out World and Health said that in case you're wondering. <laughs> most people died with COVID, not because, because of, of COVID. COVID. Yeah. Now that being said, you know, most of those things, and we can get into like the whole science of it because, of course, it's been the big thing for the past few years. So, yeah. what else do we got to do but look it up? Yeah. Because <laughs> here's what's gonna happen. You know? you're, you're gonna, and, and this is and the reason why we brought this up is because let's be real. I think over almost everything going on in America or has happened in America in recent history, not throughout history, I want to make sure I'm clearing, you know, being very, very clear on that. Talking about recent, as in like the last 10 years. The one thing that I think has really divided us the most is two things, political and COVID. Those two things have really, more than anything else, has really, really divided us the most. I mean, we've had other issues, too, I mean, that has divided us, but these two seem to be like the the ultimate that you just constantly hear from everybody around you, or even in the news, and so on and so forth. And to that point, I feel like, and I was thinking about this the other day, because I was listening to the document, a documentary on, like, um, a guy in the Civil War, um, oh, I can't even remember his name now, but it was the guy who discovered the Folsom site. Okay, yeah. He was a black cowboy and, like, liberated on Juneteenth and all that. And they went into, like, some of the Civil War things. And I thought about it, and it's like, how have – it's crazy how politics and politicians have flip-flopped over the centuries – centuries now. Yeah. Because, like, you had the Democrats in the South who were slave owners who didn't want to give up the slaves. Then they flip-flopped to, you know – Anti, you know, racism, this, that, and the other, and now they're flip-flopping again to, like, this whole different – used to be Democrats were very conservative. They were all about conservation and stuff. Nowadays, yeah. you find more conservatives, quote-unquote, more people, yeah. quote-unquote, right-leaning that are more into conservation and stuff like that. On the other hand, you have – the quote unquote left, because I, I hate those terms. I hate. Yeah, I hate giving labels to anything because you can't just it's, it's, automatically label something or somebody. Nuanced. It's yeah. not nuanced. You know, but majority of these quote unquote leftists, blah, 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 are consumers. They're yeah. not, they're not producers. And the majority of the people on the right are producers. And yeah, we have to consume, but like. Mm-hmm. Majority of the people on the other side of that are producers. So, I mean, you have people that – and with our society, the way the system's set up, you have people that are so used to consuming and just like going to grocery store and getting you know, their hamburger, but they don't understand what goes into it. Mm. And it, I feel like there's a little bit of a divide there because yeah, yeah. it – I was just getting ready to say, okay, because I, I agree. Yeah, Yeah. no, it's, it's, it's a divide. To where you have people that are so removed from where their food and stuff comes from, and just on a basic level that their view of reality is kind of diluted in, in a way. You know, not not saying that like city folks are diluted or anything like that, but no, I know what you mean. The, I live in St. Pete. You know, yeah. driving down here, you know, because we're in Bradenton. There's a cow pasture 
and sell cows out there. And every time I drive by the cow pasture, I'm always thinking about, man, the work that goes into, you know, breaking down a cow and the work that goes into raising a cow and then, you know, rotating them around pastures. Yeah, and, and it ain't cheap either. Man. No, not at all. And, I mean, one bad weather year and, you know, disease and stuff can break you. Yep, absolutely. You know, and then subsequently you can have supply chain issues. Yeah, like I mean, a lot of these small now. farmers, you know, I mean, throughout history has gone out of business within one season. Yeah. Because they had one bad season. They were already like a couple where it was not as bad, but semi-bad. And then they had that one just slap in the face season that was horrible, and then they were done. They were bankrupt. Well, Finished. and COVID, lost their land, everything. COVID has been that season for a lot of people yeah. because they there is a mandate to cull their livestock mm-hmm. and not sell it. And then, you know, that was subsidized by the government. And then that and that was under, in 2020 under Trump. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I'm not saying Trump's responsible or Biden's responsible for anything, but it's under their administration. Yeah, so, I yeah mean, during the timeline. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, so that's when the beginning of the supply chain issues started happening. And now we're feeling the full force of it because now there's – it takes a while. It's like see, that's the thing I like about you and I. We like have always wave. agreed from the beginning. We never take a side except our own. Yeah. We look at it from an outside perspective. We don't go with like, well, I'm with this political ideology or this political ideology. No, I'm just for what's right and what's wrong, and I'm looking at well, it from the outside I, and I'm, giving an outside observer's opinion. I, I, but you need to have nuance when you have an opinion like this, and that is the main divide here. And I yeah. think people are really starting to realize that, with, you know, because. Yeah. I'm seeing a lot more, and and correct me if I'm wrong, because I want to see if you see this as well, too. A lot more of people actually coming together and agreeing now. And the same people that used to be just buttonheads constantly. And I'm talking on the left and the right. I'm seeing a lot of people starting to kind of come around and kind of meet in the middle here a little bit. I would say it's 60-40. So 60% of the people that have been entrenched in their camp for the past two years. I got faith in people, not the government are starting to come together and work it out. But you still have a lot of people who are absolutely entrenched in their camp. And yeah. there's been so many stigmas added to people. Like, you go, you walk out of here right now. You go to a restaurant, and you see somebody with a mask on. You mm-hmm. know, you're automatically thinking that, oh, my God, they're afraid of COVID, blah, blah, blah. Which, I mean, look, it's not a cakewalk. You know, we yeah. both, we've both had it. It's not fun. Yeah, but you but, know what? Like, but here's <laughs> the thing, too, though. And I'm glad you brought this point up. I really am. Come on. Okay, because think about this. Before COVID, how many times have you gone into a restaurant and whatnot, or a public place? It could be the mall, any place, you know, where there's a lot of people, you know, together. And you would occasionally see people with a mask. That was before COVID existed. Because you still have people who have cancer, who have autoimmune deficiency, you know, syndrome, all kinds of other health issues that they wear these masks for. And see, but you're making a point for me right there where now, though, you walk in, and the first thing that comes to your mind is, oh, my God, they're scared of COVID, yeah. you know, well, or I mean, vice versa. And, people and, and that, that see people not wearing masks and they go, don't they realize there's a pandemic going on? Yeah, you know what I mean? There's that fallacy going on with that. And to be completely honest with you, it was usually someone from Japan with a mask because yes. in Japan they've been doing this for decades. For decades. Now, yeah, that's, where, that's like, actually pretty common. Yeah, yeah. And it was it wasn't even mandated. It was people doing it by choice. And yeah. that's kind of where it. A lot of the uh, recommendations for masks came from. Yeah, because, because we've already had so many diseases in, uh, globally that have came around. Like, you know, I mean, everything for bird flu, swine flu, SARS, you name it. 
you know. And so, yeah, I mean, Japan, like, you see it in the news all the time back in the day. Every time they show something in, in, like, say on the news, you know, for something major happening in Japan, and you see a lot of people in the background or on subways or whatever, and everybody's wearing masks. Yeah. Or a good portion of people. I mean, and that's why it made it the best time to film, like, a zombie movie. Yeah, in I know, right? Japan <laughs> in the wintertime because everybody's walking around wearing masks. You, and in Japan, it's not like it is here. They can't close down a road to film. You, the public has free reign wherever they want to go. Yeah. Don't care if you're making a movie or not. Mm-hmm. So a lot of movies that are filmed in Japan, you'll have pedestrians and people just going about their business in the background of your movie. Dude, it's horrible. I've been on set for films and filming before. Like we had one guy that kept hanging out in the back and kept popping into the camera. We had to pay him like 50 bucks to, to leave the area because we could not make him leave by law because he was not trespassing in the area he was at, but he was in the shot. So we wound up, and he just kept riding his bicycle going, what's up, you know, and stuff. So finally we're like, okay, dude, look, we're trying to film. We just need like two hours of you not being here. We'll pay you 50 bucks. Give it to me. Gave him 50 bucks. He split, and he stayed gone. He was a man of his word. Good job. Yeah, yep. no, they're, they're, there's a lot of honor in that society. Yes. But I'm just uh, – I said all that just to say I think the mass thing is going to be a seasonal thing like it is over in Japan now. Yeah. You know, you're going to see people with masks, people with, like, immune deficiencies, people with, like, comorbidities, mm-hmm. quote-unquote, which comorbidity, morbidity means dying. So, like, other underlying conditions would be the best way to say it. Yeah. People with underlying conditions, you're going to see them wear a mask in, like, the flu-slash-COVID season because now it, it's endemic now. Yeah. It, it's not And it's also, not a too, thing. It's, it's society as a whole about the mask situation. Yeah. Now, what I mean by this is you take certain points of society and i don't mean cultural you know nothing like that at all i'm talking about physical geographical locations okay of society like people in california every time you see a video of people in california or say new york everybody's got a mask on everybody's you know doing the six foot distancing so on and so forth unless you're skating unless you're skating. <laughs> you know but you come down here to florida and walk around I- i'm telling you people in because Cal- trust me we got fans who listen to our show up in california and new york and you know, listen to us online to, to go back and listen to our show um you know, like on iHeartRadio, Paraprobe, you can also find us on Spotify, Pandora. iTunes. <laughs> iTunes. Shameless plug, baby. Shameless plug. <laughs> but if you come down here to Florida and walk around, like for me, I like with me and, and your job, especially like other than radio, like we're all over the state. We're all over the place in Florida. It, it's like business as usual. Yeah. Very rarely do I see people, like I'll go into a gas station and out of state, 30 people in a, in a big, like, racetrack gas station, right? One of the big ones, or Wawa's. You know, you, you can see, like, 30 people in there. I might see five wearing a mask. Yeah. Other than well, that, everybody else I just, mean, like, And that whatever. being said, people are very cautious about it, and yeah. they're, they're respectful about it because I've talked to I, – I go to different people's houses and stuff mm-hmm. just for background here. And at least 30 of the customers that I went to was like, hey, just, you know, stay back. And I always, like – I knock on the door, or ring doorbell, whatever, and step back like 10, 15 feet just to give people space. I don't know, you know. I like to lick my hand before mm-hmm. and after an you know, a handshake. Up. Nobody yeah. likes you. Okay. Um, <laughs> but like, I've had a couple of people. It's like, hey, please stay back. You know, I've, I've got COVID. I don't want to give it to him. Like, all right, cool. Thanks, yeah, absolutely. Thanks for the heads up, you know. Yeah. And after that, you know, we'll kind of keep our distance, or they'll stay inside, and we'll yeah, have. And like, it's nice of them to be respectful like that and yeah, tell it, you and everything. It so. is a thing yeah. because once again, COVID's. It sucks, you know. I mean, it's like getting. Yeah, it's, we know. <laughs> it's like getting the flu. It, yeah. it, it's not fun, you know. I mean, it's survivable for 
what is it, 99.5% of people, I think, yeah. something like that. Yeah, it's way up there, yeah. Random, random stats, I don't know. Yeah. But, like, it, it's very survivable for a normal, healthy human being and someone yeah. who's in pretty damn good shape. Yeah. Even if I do say so myself. <laughs> but, I mean... The fear and the hype. And free girls it. out there, yes, he actually is in shape. He's actually pretty toned. You like yeah. him? Yeah. And we're going streaking later. That's right. <laughs> I don't um, know. It's cold, dude. I, that might ruin our reputation, bro. <laughs> yeah, no. Cold what? You know what? Oh, it looked like a penis, only smaller. <laughs> <laughs> it's an inchworm. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> the, the fear-mongering, the fear porn is getting really old for people because there's only so, like, uh, a great example I heard was, like, World War Two. When bombs were dropping over London and bombs, bomb bombs, like they were carbon bombing the crap out of these people. People wound after a week. People went just went back to business. Bombs are still falling. People were just busy. They just didn't care. They got burned out on it. Yeah. And that and see, and that's another point I want to lead up to with this. Here's the thing. We're not taking sides. You know, me and Jesse, we discussed this a long time ago. We're not taking sides on the left or the right or uh, pro mask, you know, pro not vac- mask, whatever. You know, vaccination, non vaccination. I don't care. I really don't. Nobody cares. Yeah. Nobody, nobody really cares. The only reason people are saying anything or doing anything is either because they're being forced to. Or they're pushing a point. Or they're bored. Yeah. They're freaking bored. Because here's the thing. Um, dun, dun, dun. Leading into a conspiracy. Come on with it, buddy. Yeah. I do want to hit another point before you jump into it. All right. So, long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Now, a long, long time ago, right here in the United States, we had a little division of agency that got created called the FBI. And who created that? J. Edgar Hoover. So, with J. Edgar Hoover, guess what happened? It was a statement made by him to Charlie Chaplin, of all people, and Douglas Fairbanks at a dinner. When he made the comment that this is back when they started worrying about a lot of people who were like, you know, famous stars who were well watched by millions of Americans all the time in film and whatnot. Now, this is still back in the day before they even started making talking films. All right. Charlie Chaplin had made a film, and actually, you know what, there's a, a brief part about this, actually, in the movie Chaplin, all right, um, with uh, one of my favorite actors, Robert Downey Jr., who did a phenomenal part of playing that role, and he really did look just like him, too. Um, but here's the thing. So, Jagger Hoover made a comment about, back then, that they were looking into these famous people who were, like, leading America, per se, because they were known celebrities, known by millions of people, and people lived and breathed on their word about them being potential communists to make sure that they weren't. Now, this, once again, turned into government overreach where they made a blacklist of people that were, you know, pretty much blacklisted out of Hollywood. Couldn't do films, no nothing. You know, they, they tried to get these people arrested on other crimes other than because they didn't agree with what they had said or done. Charlie Chaplin had done a film, and it was about, you know, uh, about um, people coming to America, right? And they were getting their citizenship. And one of the people is running around, and he kicks one of the, you know, one of the uh, customs agents, you know, in the butt, you know, which was out of comedy because that's what Charlie Chaplin did was comedy. But, however, a lot of people from government were viewing it as anti-American because he was attacking a government official. And so he started kind of getting put under their target to nail, all right? But the thing that J. Edgar Hoover had said in this conversation with them at this dinner table was referring to yeah, well, we're really worried about the things that you guys do on film. And I'm paraphrasing here. 
about the things you guys do on film because so many Americans follow your films and your tabloid papers and everything else about you gentlemen. And he goes, just think what it would be, he goes, if you had a communist who had that much of a pull in this country who's telling everybody what to do, whether they're famous or in the news. Nailed it all the way back then. Yeah. Because every time you turn around, every time some political person wants to really push an agenda of any sort, and this goes for the left and this goes for the right. Once again, me and Jesse don't take sides here. We call what's right and what's wrong, not what's right and what's left. All right. They start bringing in celebrities to make their points. Why? Because they have this big following. Social media and the media alone has become, and this is something that, you know what? Quote Chance Hancock here, my quote. The day the media became opinionated is when we lost the media. Fair. Yeah, no, fair point. Yeah. Well, and that's going back to uh, Joe Rogan and their attack on him. I mean, when he had, um, what's his face on there? A uh, fellow that helped invent mRNA vaccines. Yeah. They had him on there and he was talking about mass formation and, uh, what is it, mass formation psychosis or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the news in unison said there is no mass formation psychosis yeah. in unison. Like, that is literally the definition of mass formation psychosis. Yes. And that being said, once again, circling back to people are over the whole fear porn and fear mongering. Yeah. And it started last year at some point, according to Forbes, 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 CNN lost – its ratings were down to 73% December 20th, 2021. Now, flip up to January 12th, 2022, dailymail.com.uk. Uh, their viewership has dipped by 90% overall. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, so people are over the fear. Let's, no. Let's, let, let's look at... But I'm glad we were actually... We picked this one particular instance with, you know, with CNN and with Joe Rogan because bringing up a point here... Joe Rogan, with one episode, will pull in on average 11 million people in their audience. That downloads his show, listens to his show live, numbers configured, about 11. Excuse me. Sorry about that. Had to burp. A little over 11 million. Okay. Right now, as it stands, Joe Rogan has the highest ratings in media over everybody in the news. He out, he outranks everybody in the news organizations with his show. By at least 10 million, because most of the shows on average only have about 1.5 million to maybe 2 million for like some of the big, uh, bigger audiences. The bigger audiences in the news, believe it or not, and this is just, you can, anybody can Google search this, so this isn't something we're making up or taking aside. We're just giving you a fact that's out there with the, the with the ratings, all right? Yeah, just look up ratings decline on Google, like I Yes. <laughs> and on Fox News, a prime <clears throat> example, they dominate. Uh, most of their, most of their, Different shows that they have dominate the news outlets. In the primetime spot, they're about, I believe, and this is here. Actually, you keep going. I'm okay. Gonna, Usually, I'm like it. per show, they'll have like one individual who has a primetime show on Fox <clears> News. <throat> His audience, like you know, uh, Sean Hannity, throwing that out there, has like maybe say 2.3 million. Right. When you start getting down to the CNN lead anchors and stuff with their shows and their primetime shows, it's only like maybe. 790,000 max. Big Bang Theory reruns get more views <laughs> on TV for ratings than a lot of these news organizations do by a long shot. 
But however, just put, like we were saying, put this perspective, a lot of people wanted to shut Joe Rogan down because of this whole COVID you well, know, interviews he was doing. And well, that, the thing is, when you have somebody who's got mm-hmm. 11 million people, you're out doing all media combined. You're not going to shut that person down. Yeah, well, and then on top of that, there there's people, and they said a bunch of quote unquote scientists and doctors. It yeah. wasn't a bunch of scientists and doctors. There was a few doctors in there. There was a couple of um, veterinarians that were unlicensed. Um, there were a bunch <laughs> of college students, and there were a bunch of people who like weren't necessarily quote unquote scientists. They weren't they weren't medical professionals, as it was pointed out. Yeah. And there was only about 250 of them compared to 11.4 million yeah. uh, Joe Rogan's listeners. And Spotify makes a freaking ton of money. Yeah. Dude, they paid Joe Rogan $100 million for his show. Yes. So, but and I, but the, okay, go ahead. Money talks BS walks. Yep, that is the absolutely. thing I grew up with. So you think 250 people, first of all, let's do it democratically. Let, let, let's, let's be America. 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 Anyways, let, let's be like that. So you have 250 million people that want to, I don't know, burn down all the trees. And then you have 11.4 million people that say, no, nah, don't do that. Yeah. Who do you think is going to win? Yeah. Bro? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like, they, they try to sway the public opinion by putting these pieces out. And this goes, like I said, once again, they, I've seen Fox News do it too. Take and put out some – a matter of fact – to be fair, to be completely fair, to be even the, uh, over Biden, I've seen them do a clip that I could tell was edited because I saw the original speech with Joe Biden. And they made his hesitation seem a lot longer. Like, okay, let's be fair and let's be real. Even people on the Democratic side even say this. Yeah, they're a little concerned with his mental capacity right now. Yeah, okay? no, there was an article from MSNBC that yeah. was very – they were very concerned. And it's getting to the point where it has to be – the cults have to admit it has to be addressed. Plain and simple. Every everybody's having to be addressed. Yeah. You know, I mean, and, and it's not just their problems are so out there right now that both quote unquote camps have to address them. Yeah. And it, it's getting to the point where it can't be ignored anymore. Yeah. Uh, this clip I'd seen with Joe Biden, you know, is in one of his speeches, and he paused in between talking. In the live version, when he was doing the speech, he only paused for like maybe three seconds. Max, watching on Fox News, it showed it was like 10. You know, like he just, like all of a sudden was off in La La Land and, you know, his brain took a walk. Now, and it would be one thing because there are people and they're very thoughtful people, very articulate people that will sit there and they'll listen to you and then they'll pause for a minute. Because they're thinking of exact words they want to say. Yes. And you know, just well as I do, anybody in politics needs to be able to do or they have to do that they because should, they should be able to do that but that's yeah. that you're missing the point right there because it if it was in his norm to do that yeah and it isn't and it's not i know it would be you know something acceptable it wouldn't be something of concern it would be just his enemies slinging mud at him just for no reason this is uncharacteristic of joe biden joe biden has been articulate in the past if you watch videos of him from the 80s yeah and I suggest you do because he says some very interesting things in there that we can get into a conspiracy fact about <laughs> yeah. and go down that rabbit hole. Yeah. But it's not his norm oh, I know. to pause and speak like that. I know. I'm, but I'm just 
playing a level field here, you know, for tonight's show, yeah, 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 yeah. that we're just there saying we that this does happen on both sides of the fence. So the the one thing that I, I've, I've told people time and time again on this show, if it comes down to politics, here's what you do. Watch what they say on Fox, watch what they say on CNN, and then shoot for the middle. 90% of the time, you're going to be more accurate to what's really going on. I feel on. like that's not accurate anymore, though, because, like, that Will you is... quit destroying everything? Give people a little bit of hope. This is what Just I a do. little bit. You said right and wrong. You fool. keep taking their hope away, I mean, man. you're lucky this is censored. I'm trying to give them hope. some MFs thrown around in I'm here. trying to give them hope. <laughs> there is no hope. It's all going to burn. No, I'm just saying, like, it's... I feel like, and this is just my observation, that those two networks are trying to further entrench the quote-unquote two French sides. Because oh, absolutely. To be honest, absolutely. I would yeah. be considered French. I would 100% be considered French because I'm the guy that wants to, you know, build a homestead and be self-sufficient and do my own thing and leave everybody else <laughs> the heck alone. Yeah, you know, okay. I mean, like, wait, 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 wait. I, Hold on. Let's clarify something real quick. Okay. I'm going to throw this out here about Jesse. Jesse wants to go live on land, completely self-contained, self-sufficient. Not contained. With his family. Contained is a bad word, man. No, it's contained. It's doing your own food, drinks, the whole nine yards from yeah. from your, your everything you live off comes from that island. Or sorry, sure. island from that land. That's self-contained. All right. So with that being said, but the difference is, it's not because you know we're all gonna die and you know the earth is falling. It's like no, people just aggravate me. I just want peace and quiet. Well, it, that's all it's for. It's for peace and quiet. It's our own peace of mind. Well, it's not only that. I because trust me, if I took anybody right now and said, hey, I'm gonna give you an island in the Bahamas that's yours. Anybody would take it. Hell yeah. Unless you just absolutely <laughs> hate water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you would take it. Yeah, in no, a heartbeat. I, but it, it's not only that. I'm I'm the type of person that feels like a lot of people should take more personal responsibility for their resources, their food, mm-hmm. their – I want to be a producer. I don't just want to be a consumer. I want to be a producer. No, I, and I get that. I, and I want to be able to – But here's the thing, though. That, that is you that you enjoy people. to do. Yeah. All right. And see, this is the problem you'll run into. A lot of people have been raised, you know, outside of the, you know, Laura Ingalls generation, you know, that they, they, they lived in cities and whatnot. They don't have to produce anything. Pardon they just go to the store and go buy Laura it. Ingalls. Little House on the Prairie, really? Dude, just because Dude, I've that's seen, two. You hit three and I'm hitting you in the head. I've seen Little House on the Prairie. Doesn't mean I know who all the characters are. We've discussed this. Okay. I mean, all come right. on. I don't have to know everything. I, I'm not a know-it-all like some people. I'm a humble dude for the most part. Oh, my God. Okay. I'll kick your kneecap. I know what you need is bad. Okay. I'm, I'm going I'm, I'm, I'm to give you a break on this one, but, but that's strike two. In this corner. That is strike two, though. Whatever. All right, so. <laughs> but the fact remains that, you know, like especially the newer generation, you know, they, they haven't had to live in that type of environment. So they're not going to take some will. Let's be fair. Some will, some won't, because there are some people who are still raised in that environment, people who live on farms and such and everything else. That's their culture. That's their life. That's what they're used to. For, to them, that's the norm. And see, and that's the problem. We have too many different cultures that are not conversing together. Instead of trying to point out the fault, try to find something positive about the other one. Yeah. Yeah, find something positive. That You know what? Believe it or not, more often than not, a lot of people like that wind up going Man, we're actually a lot alike, more than we know. Oh, absolutely. Dude, I've had so many conversations with people. Like, I know people who love – my wife is one of them – who love city life, love doing things, love being in close proximity to things to do. And I like that too. I mean I'm not trying to be out in 
on top of a mountain, which I found one for $1.2 million, if anyone's interested, it's in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. But, um, <laughs> no, it's uh, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. At a whole mountain. A whole, a whole a mountain. A whole mountain. A whole that, mountain. That's just insane when I think a, about it. A thousand acres, whole mountain, by the way. <laughs> but then again, you're talking <laughs> to the guy who wants to buy a private island because I want to live on an island. So Yeah. Well, I mean, you just want to play reggae and walking around with margaritas and pina coladas. I mean, like. What's wrong with that? Nothing. Not a thing. Yeah. A little Jimmy Buffett. Get your dog Buffett. Yeah. I, I'm down. It's totally just like done. I told you in the movie Day of the Dead. Not talking about the remake that really sucked horribly. <laughs> Day of the Dead, Bloodline. Horrible movie. The original Day of the Dead, 1985, all right? That movie rocked. There is a point where the pilot of the helicopter is this uh, Jamaican guy. And there, he's he's like in with a small group of like scientists and soldiers who have survived so far the zombie apocalypse. They have an underground base located in Florida, by the way, in the movie. Florida. Yep. So they're in this Florida. underground base, right, to, to avoid the zombies and whatnot. And every so often they get in the helicopter, they fly like 200 miles up one part of the coast, 200 miles down to try to find survivors, right, and try to guesstimate how far the apocalypse is gone. So at one point. The, when they had came back, you know, and they didn't find any survivors at this one point in time when they were doing their trip, there's this female scientist. She is just dead set on finding a cure, something that will kill the zombies, save America, and save, you know, the world, and blah, blah, blah. Okay. So he turns around. He's like, you know what we need to do is we need to get to that whirly bird, find us an island. He goes, go out there. He goes, spend the rest of, well, the rest of our lives laying in the sun, drinking margaritas, and he goes, and fishing all day. And she goes, Oh, sure. With all this going on right now, you could really do that. And he was like, Yeah, I could do that if this wasn't going on. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Dude, I'm on board with you, dude. Yeah. I, I like to fish and do all that stuff just as much as the next guy. I, yeah, I'm, I'm that guy. I, you I put mean, me on an island, I'm happy. Yeah, uh, anything with water. I, water is my zen. On and under. Uh, that's my sin. Under the sea. Yeah. Oh, dude. I'd say, like, I my need... past life, I was Sebastian the Crab. Yeah. No, fair enough. I get it. I see it. I yep. can do that. I can deal with that. That's why we get along. That's right. So, anyways, what we're just saying is just so with all the different things out there coming out in the media and everything else, I think if everybody started tuning the media out just a hair, just a little bit, I think maybe oh, yeah. we all might start getting along a little bit better. Now. Yeah. You start getting it? to you know the people it? in front of you, not the people telling you on TV. Conspiracy. Unless you're listening to our show, that's different. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so another fun conspiracy. Come on with it. Yeah. Yeah. So, famous one, and this actually happened in the news a long time ago, though. And it involves a very famous celebrity on his death, John Lennon. So, the man who shot John Lennon, a lot of people had their conspiracies of whether or not this guy acted alone, if someone told him to do it, you know, whatever the case may be. All right, so the situation that came out of this in a conspiracy was that they believed that the guy who claimed to have shot John Lennon in the back and killed him was actually not the guy. You are not the guy. You're not the guy. Another person who was a, basically, for lack of a better term, a CSI analyst, started, you know, reviewing this like years later and going over the material and everything from the case and whatnot, is starting to firmly believe that he's not the one who actually killed Lennon. It was actually someone else. He was the fall guy because he was a nut job. 
Well, they did that with everybody, like the guy who uh, killed JFK. And the guy who killed JFK flat out said that he was not the guy. He was innocent. It was a frame-up because supposedly he wasn't even in the area. He just loaned his gun to somebody that he thought he could trust, and they found his gun at the scene, and that's how they put him on the scene. Yeah. So, I mean, like, there's always a conspiracy surrounding or a conspiracy theory surrounding those type of high-profile assassinations. Yeah. If Donald Trump got assassinated tomorrow, knock on wood because I don't want to see anybody get shot, but if Donald Trump got assassinated tomorrow, $100,000 that I ain't got says that there will be like 50 conspiracy theories two minutes after he dies. Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, it'd be somebody from the Democratic Party, somebody from government, you know. Yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. It uh, will be the cabal. Yep. <laughs> you know, I mean, and I laugh and joke, but like, I, I could actually <laughs> see it, like you know, being somebody in the office, and they're like, "What does this button do? Click," and it just actually called out the you know the job to be done. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they didn't know it, dude. I got hit by one of those death hoax the other day. I I legit thought Willie Nelson died. Oh yeah, I remember we were talking about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God! Speaking of which, so Louis Anderson dies, and and then on top of it, Meatloaf dies. Yep. All within a 24-hour period, both of them died. Oh yeah. Which sucked. I I need to harp on something real quick. Go ahead. They're talking junk about Meatloaf because he was supposedly unvaccinated. Well, excuse me, his vaccination was undisclosed, and they're talking about how he said, "If I die, I die." That's only part of the quote. He said, "If I die, I die." I will not be controlled. That's what he said. Yeah. And and they're twisting it so hardcore after the dude dies like that. That's just wrong. It's disgusting. Let the man be in peace well, and the, his family and be in peace. And then you got like blue check marks coming out talking junk about like, oh, good. He died because he was unvaccinated. Dude, oh, my God. Like, seriously. Like, the like oh how did he hurt you or anybody else? Stop beating. Yeah. The, uh, stop, like, stop. If this would have been Ooh. 10 years ago, 20 years ago, y- trust me, all you famous though? celebrities, I'm just saying. Ah, All you famous celebrities would have been going, you know, God, I love Meatloaf and Rocky Horror Picture Show because that's a huge, iconic film in film industry. That was him, huh? Yeah. See, I did not know that until this moment. Yeah, it is also in, uh, oh, Oh God, the one with the big plant, um, uh, the eight people. Oh, oh, good me see it more. Little Shop Horror. There you go. go. Ah, there we go. That's, yeah. So, yeah, dude, I just, I don't get it, man. I don't yeah. know. But you're I, an idol one day and then a fallen, you know, idol the next just because your opinion varied from other people. Yeah. It's stupid. And yeah. it, it's it's just another conspiracy. Here's my thing. <laughs> if Come on. Let's say there's an actor out there that is all about, you know, wearing the mask and the vaccines and all that. And trust me, there's a lot of them out there. I still watch their movies. I think they're cool. And, and they tell their opinion publicly that, you know, yeah, I think you should get your vaccination and whatnot, or blah, blah, blah. I still watch their movies. I don't care, you know, because I'm my own man. I'll make my own choices, you know, and so will everybody else. And I'll be the first out. Oh, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and put it out there on air right now. Oh, God. I am vaccinated. I've been vaccinated, okay? I don't tell other people to go do it. I don't force my opinion on people because, well, that's you. I have no control over you, all right? Now, if you tell me that you don't want to get vaccinated, hey, cool. You tell me you want to get vaccinated, hey, cool. You tell me you want to eat cheeseburgers, hey, cool. You tell me you want to be vegan, hey, cool. You tell me you want to be gay, hey, cool. I want to be transgendered, hey, cool. I want to be a pedophile, now I'm going to kill you. (laughs) 
<laughs> there are is there becomes a point in time at a limit where you got to draw the line somewhere. All right, ladies and gentlemen, FBI, that was not a threat. That was just a hypothetical a, situation. A hyperbole. Okay, I wouldn't really there do that. But what I'm saying is that when it comes down to opinions, such as people, you know, that they want to be vaccinated, not be vaccinated, I could care less. I really could. You but, know. So no, let, let's just jump back on the conspiracy. But, but here's the thing: like we're, the, we're, the thing that we lost. Oh my this God! Is, he's shaking his finger at yes, me. Yes, because this is, you're going to cut me off, and it's going to make me mad on this one. Because this is what we lost. It's not the fact of the getting vaccinated or not getting vaccinated. What we've lost is mutual respect. That is what we have lost. Your opinion is no better than anybody else's, and I don't care if you're for the vaccinations or against the vaccinations. Your opinion is no better than anybody else's. So if somebody says, hey, I want to get vaccinated, then say, hey, cool, you know, good on you, you know, go get it done. You know, if you're a person who does not want to get vaccinated and vice versa, you know, where I have the problem is when you start telling people, because now you're becoming a little word that we like to throw around sometimes called a dictator, when you start telling people what to do. And it's either my way or the highway. You're a dictator at that point. You're not a person giving your opinion. You're controlling at that point. Try being a man telling a woman how to lead her life. Let me know how that works out for you. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Back in the day, you guys might have thought, like, you could get away with that crap. Not nowadays. Oh, Women are taking Taibo, karate, MMA. Yeah. That's so awesome. Try it. I don't yeah. know. Anyways. Yeah, try my wife. You get cut. Oof. Yeah. yeah. For real, though. Mm-hmm. Anyways, can we, like, hop off politics? Yeah, let's get off of that crap. Thank you. Thank you. All right, so. Thank you. But then again, anytime you talk about a conspiracy, there's always a government involved. It goes back into it. it. I mean, uh, one of of my favorite ones still to this day is one from We are not talking about the government at all. No, nothing. Because, like, first of all, right now there's a new department dedicated to domestic terrorism. And if you are (laughs) anti-government, you are now a domestic extremist. So. I am not anti-government. I'm just anti-bothering me. Go away. Yeah. Here's the deal. <laughs> Anyways, let, let, let's move on. No, no, no. I, I don't want to cut you off and make you mad. Because oh, no, you might turn gonna, green. No, nope, you're not going to make me and mad. And I don't want you to turn green and destroy this building. No, Mr. you're not going to make me mad. I'm just saying that, you know, that unfortunately that it's true. You know, that there are people that if their opinions vary on that stuff, that they could mark them up Ooh. as a domestic terrorist. Well, the thing is that, remember, all you jerks are trying to come up with all that. Got voted in office. You could be voted out, too. Yeah. There's a conspiracy about that, too. Public opinion is starting to sway a lot. It really is. But, I mean, you still have people who are... I'm just going to stir the pot tonight. I'm just in the mood. Yeah, no, we're going down this road. So there's people (laughs) in politics that are literally the uh, great, great grandchild of a politician. Like, they're a politician. Their parent were a politician, their grandparent was a politician, and their great-great-grandparent was a politician. Like, yeah. it, it's literally a genealogical um, – oh, what's the word? What's the word? What's the, it, it's almost done like a monarchy. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, And it, it – no. It, it, I feel really annoyed by it because, like, yeah. anytime you have – and l- let's be real for a minute. The only reason that – there's two reasons – that like Trump was really hated. One, he was a New York a hole, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. And people people just don't understand it. Trust me, yeah. I have family from New York. I have some Irish people that are my wife and her family's from New York. Oh my god. They're from the Bronx. If, if most you don't, of them. If you don't understand the New York culture and how they speak to each other, 
you're going to be offended by everything that comes out oh, of their mouth. Oh, absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Because That's the reason why my, I get along with all them so well, oh. because everybody knows I don't care. Yeah. Yeah, and but I crack back on them. You just so. got to zone yeah. out and leave it alone. Second, he was a Democrat that flipped a Republican just so he could run for president. Yeah. He was anti-establishment, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of anti-establishment politicians who are not from lineages who have been in power for a couple of centuries, yeah. like some people in California who have been – who are way too old to be in office right now. Way, way, way too old, yeah. Would and, you like some jello? And yeah. it's a threat. So now what was – I'm willing to bet Nancy Pelosi has candy in her purse. Really? Did you just make a, a Family Guy reference? Is oh, that, absolutely. Is, is that what I just missed? Uh-huh. Okay, cool. I yep. like Family Guy. I bet it's butterscotch. I approve this message. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, you have anti-establishment on both the Democrats and Republican side who basically these people are going to war with. And yeah. that's what a lot of people are conspiracy theorizing, theorizing yes. that there is a quote-unquote cold civil war happening right now in America between the establishment and the anti-establishment. And that's why you have the establishment coming out with new domestic terrorism uh, units and new yeah. things saying if you are anti-government, a.k.a. anti-establishment, but see, you are domestic I, terrorist. But see, here's the thing. I have seen people who have had this argument about COVID say the same thing. That somebody who did not ag- agree with, you know, getting wearing masks and, you know, getting vaccinated, they're like, you know, you're just a domestic terrorist. Okay, sweetheart, let me tell you something. Australia. No, let me let me say something <laughs> real quick. I'm former military, you know, swore the oath, you know, against all enemies, foreign and domestic. That's not a domestic terrorist. I'm sorry. That's just not. It's not a domestic terrorist. Well, the term terrorist... I've gets, seen domestic terrorist, okay? That's not a domestic terrorist. The term terrorist gets tossed around so often now that it's overplayed. Oh, it's ridiculous. It's been, yeah. it's been overutilized since 9-11. And yeah. I'm sorry, it, it's bull. You know what? Snap. When a real actual threat finally really happens... Nobody's going to care. Because it, it will eventually. It's like it's, it's not it's Nobody's going to give a Yeah, yeah. They're going to be like, oh, yeah, whatever, man. They're, they're, they, yeah. they just call everybody that. Or... You know, everybody be calling them that, and yeah, dude, one hundred percent, no kidding. If uh, what is that, Timothy McVeigh happened tomorrow, nobody would care, flat out. Nobody would care because they boy who cried wolf this so much, yeah. and there's so much stuff we have with YouTube and Gab and Rumble and all these other things that are out there for people to hear everybody else's stuff. It's and. Regular TV too. Don't we're, we're not going to leave those out because yeah. you know what? I'm sorry, quote unquote legacy media is circling in the drain, and they know it. Yeah. Because I mean, I there's a photographer on YouTube with four million subscribers. Mm-hmm. That's more viewers than Fox, CNN, MSNBC, and everybody else combined. Yeah. I mean, the Fox News maxes out around eight hundred thousand. YouTuber, a good YouTuber, a low-scale good YouTuber, but see, but one that's million. Not, like, that's not 100% accurate because, like, Sean Hannity mm-hmm. on every night on views gets anywhere between about one and a half to two million. Okay, well, so I stand corrected. Yeah. Fool. Sorry. Anyways. <laughs> I got, wait, remember what you said earlier, you know, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
No, I just lost my train of thought, so I paused. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I love you, man. <laughs> hey, I, I cannot tell a lie. <laughs> because we have man love, man love. Yeah. Well, that, that, see. Jesse's my little brother. He knows it. I, I have no qualms about telling everybody that, yes, I love my little brother. He's he's my boy. Yeah. So. Uh, but the there's way, a difference. The way you sang man love, it made, it made our relationship sound a little bit different. And I'm okay with that. <laughs> Are you homophobe? Uh, no, I just I I, I know like, you're not. I'm just messing with you, man. I like things in context. <laughs> I do. I I, I I nuance matters so much to me that I get in trouble with my wife about it all the time because like I'm always like, all right, um, what in the world are you talking about, or what's the context of that, or like I I need the detail of like, hey, give me that thing over there. What thing over there? There's 30 things. I love over that. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, and it it gets to. By the way, I finally figured out what found out what mansplaining is, and now from now until eternity, it is known as dansplaining. Because I have a buddy, Dan, who gets drunk and sober, and he over-explains to everybody. You can be a subject matter expert. You. It could be like you are a ge- geothermal physicist, and mm-hmm. I just made that up. I don't even know if that's real, and I don't care. It is, but. He can talk to you about it and over-explain it to you, even though you're sub. He knows you're an even expert. though you do it. Yeah. Yeah. He knows you're an expert, but he's over-explaining something to you. Yeah. He literally over-explains to. He can over-explain things to God. I'm guilty. Of, <laughs> I'm guilty of that at, at times, but not because I'm trying to over-explain. I just like to talk because it's what we do for a living. Yeah, you like to talk. That's yes. For real. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, I'll be the first to admit it, and I'm, everybody knows it. It's not a secret. So. Now, that being said, there are days where this dude shuts up, and you never hear from him. Yeah, yeah, I have my <laughs> days on that, too. There, Yeah, there are my days, too, where I'm like, I just don't want to talk to anybody. Just, but no, I mean, the only time I really, quote-unquote, mansplain is when I don't know your level of expertise or level of knowledge on something. Mm-hmm. So I'll start to explain it, and I'll watch your eyes glaze over, or you get pissed off at me. And then I'll like I'll I'll correct it immediately. <laughs> Stephanie, she says I'm her walking Google because she goes I could ask you about almost any subject of anything and you'll know something about it. And I'm like, well, one is because of my age, you know. To be real, I mean, I'm coming up on fifty, you know, in the near future, and uh, so I've been around the block, you know. But I'm also because of what we do. We are always keeping our thumb on the pulse of society and all that because it's what we do, you know, in media and everything. Yeah. So, like, I'm very familiar with a lot of different subjects because of what we do. Dude, I'm totally... But I've always been that way. It's not just doing the radio. I'm not going to lie to you. I've been on a low-information diet for the past week. Mm-hmm. Um, I Monday, I, I shut it down Monday because, like, I... I don't know. It was some other political whatever. This person's taking this right or trying to shut down this blah, 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 blah. blah. I think yeah. it was something about the quote unquote voters rights, i.e. none, no limits on voting, whatever. I don't know. Dude, there's days that I like flip just, on Netflix or something and not even watch the movie that's happening. It's, yeah, just, it's just something to listen something to. Something in the background well, other than news or whatever. I, I've yeah. been, first of all, me and a buddy of mine are planning a hog hunt because invasive species – Free bacon, mm-hmm. excuse me. Well, excuse me, a dollar around bacon. <laughs> <laughs> it's just we're planning to hunt. So like yeah. I, I've been on, I've been looking up, researching whatever. But like in the background, I'm listening to like documentaries. Like there's this 85 year old dude over in New Mexico who's hunt and tracked um, mountain lions his whole since he was six. 
I remember you were telling me about that. Oh, my God. It's yeah. incredible. Like, Here's my thing. i got to ask you a question about this, and it's yeah. about you. Come on with it. Yep. All right. So, like, when you're just trying to kill time, you know, you're like, uh, I don't know, maybe waiting on an appointment, you know, or whatever the case may be, something where you're having to kill time and you're going on your phone. What is your, like, go-to that you always start looking up? So that you fall more into always looking at or checking out. So I, I do multiple things. So this is what I do, and I love this option. And Discovery Plus, I don't, I, I know someone's probably not listening from Discovery Plus, but y'all got to get on this bad wagon because, like, mm-hmm. you know how you can be on your phone and like you can have like Netflix playing in a little square in the corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, the the like screen, flip. the side screen. Yeah. yeah. I, I love that, and Discovery do Plus too. doesn't yeah. have that, and I, I I'm ready to. Sh- yeah. I'm ready to like. HBO play. Max doesn't do it either. Wow. Yeah. No, I can't. No, y'all need to get on that because that that is important. That yeah. is legit. Because people like me who are ADD, mm-hmm. I don't have a go-to. I have multiple go-tos at once. Prime example. Like, let's say that I'm doing a long drive. No, I'm not watching TV. But I might throw on, like, say, a movie or something that I can listen to. That or like even yeah. a, a stand-up comedy special, like on, like you know, <sighs> whatever. Kevin Hart, bro. Yeah, you know, <laughs> throw it on, listen to that while I'm driving or whatever. You know, and I, like let's say that I got my GPS going, you know, because I don't know exactly where I'm going to, and I'm yeah. trying to find out how to get you, you there. You gotta have them both. On. I like to have that screen and screen option so I can still listen to the stand-up act while I'm driving or whatnot. It's the same as listening to a radio. Yeah. I just got it on, a, you know. So that's my go-to usually. Yeah. So most of the time. If I'm trying to kill time, mm-hmm. um, to be honest, right now I've been watching Homestead Rescue because I just bought Discovery Plus. I, I, I didn't care anymore because I watch so much stuff on there. My wife does. And, oh, we got it too. Yeah. Yeah. And there's animal stuff for my kiddo. I go and, and watch all the ghost shows and stuff on there. Yeah. Oh, yep. my gosh. I, I about flipped when I saw all the ghost stuff on there. I was like, yes. Discovery Plus has actually been in talks with me recently about maybe picking us up for a possible paranormal TV show. Come on. I'll do it. Yep. Fix your so, app. Just throwing it Anyways. out there. Little surprise. But since since I can't like watch them both, watch watch them watch that and do other things, I I usually go to Netflix and I'll put on like either a documentary or like some Star Trek, some science fiction or science conspiracy theory, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I'll either flip through Instagram looking at like. Um, like permaculture or off-grid living or solar stuff or like oh yeah because you're always asking me questions about that stuff dude, yeah yeah and then on top of that i'll like either i'll flip out of instagram when i get tired of seeing like bikinis and stuff on there because like i no matter what i look up it's overrun with it like oh absolutely I, I it doesn't matter if it's tiktok instagram whatever and i do the same thing i just scroll dude. by it yeah. Like I, I literally, I, I'm looking, I'm trying to look at cabin designs because I'm looking at buying a property. Yeah, because like I'm on Instagram cabin. trying to see what all the celebrity stuff that may be going on that we may be missing that we may want to talk about on the show. And next thing you know, I got like you know, you know, Trixie out of Detroit, yeah, you know, bouncing her butt around and all that, you know. And I gotta sit there and watch this video, wait for it to end before I can scroll to the next one. And no, I'm kidding. Yeah, it is what it is. And I, my headphones just went out, so screw it. We're well, free, free, That's okay. Free we only free. got like two minutes, anyways. But like that, and I'll play um, Jurassic World Alive. That's my go-to game, mm-hmm. you know, to like keep my fingers busy. And I'll be running stuff in the back of my head because ADD. Yeah. And if I don't have multiple things going, I will freeze. Here's my two things that I do. My go-to. When I go to bed at night, I like to listen to an audiobook. 
That's what I put on my phone. I listen to an audio book. Usually it's like Day of the Dead or something like that. Dawn yeah, of the I need Dead. Some nuance you know. with that. It's usually horror that I throw on, which is so funny. I'm going to sleep and I put on a horror story. Do you listen story, to it at regular speed or do you knock yeah. it down to half speed so they're Regular speed, but the volume is down low. Okay. And the person that has been, like, it seems to be the one doing a lot of the voicing on a lot of the books that I, that I pull up. Yeah. He has a monotone, kind of a deep voice oh, like God, mine. Yeah. So, yeah, it knocks me out in like five minutes. Oh, yeah. But here's the other thing, too. So when I'm like just bored and want to kill time because I used to live in Key West, you know, you or everybody who knows me knows that that's my heart. You know, Sarasota is my hometown, you know, and it has my heart as well. It's kind of 50-50. But the other half of me is always going to be from Key West. All right. So I go and I watch like live camera views in Key West and see what all is happening in Key West during the daytime sometimes just because I'm bored, you know, see what's going on. So weird. You like spying on people? No. No, there, there's nothing like where you can spy like right on one particular person, but like an overshot of like Mallory Square or stuff like that. It's kind of okay. cool. All so, right. Anywho, anywho, show's pretty much about over. Yes, it is. Yeah, we got four seconds, so we're out of here. Y'all have a good one. All right. Bye, 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 bye. He's completely incompetent.